guys. This is Social Justice Issues, The Experience. I'm Maylene. I go by she and her pronouns. I'm a gay Asian woman. I'm Chanel. I also go by she and her pronouns, and I am a straight Asian woman. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about discrimination against the LGBTQ community. So we haven't seen this topic being spoken about that often in the media. So we thought it was very important to talk about this. Um, So discrimination is hatred or negative actions shown towards a group or person through actions or words. So Maylene, what have you seen as discrimination in the community? Um, That's a great question. Um, Me personally, I've seen a recent news about a mother killing her trans son and his supportive sister because she couldn't accept the fact that he wanted to be someone different or he wanted to be himself. Yeah, and as an ally, that makes me so angry because this boy finally had the chance to express himself and to be who he really was. And his mother said it wasn't okay. And that she thought his punishment should be ending his life. That's not right. And his sister, for supporting him, got killed too. It makes me so, so angry. The fact that she thought that was the right way to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I, I got upset. I also did not know how to express my emotions. Because I not really seen news about LGBTQ like you mentioned and um I don't know like it's, it worries me it worries me as a person that's gay having to see someone a person that's in my community having to go through that and go through the pain of death and not only that there's other people out there that are so closeted because of parents parents being abusive parents that are not accepting uh people in the public being so judgmental it's, it's so aggravating, like, especially having parents who are homophobic and you're forced to be closeted because you can't express yourself in fears of being shut, like, shut out, in fears of being thrown out of your house, in fear of being not accepted. Fearing your life, basically. Fearing that if you do accidentally slip up and you accidentally express yourself and who you are, you're, you're going to get hurt for it. You're going to get either emotionally, physically, mentally. It's just tough. Like, history, in history, a lot of people did not express themselves or, or mm-hmm. as gay, lesbian, trans because they would get killed for it. Yeah. They would straight up get killed for expressing who they are. It's so messed up because... I have a lot of friends, personally, who are a part of the community. And seeing that is so tough. It breaks my heart every time. Whether I'm seeing, like, slurs being used with people or people using slurs who aren't allowed to. Like, in the community, you if you are in the community, you can use certain words. But if you're not, do not use them. It's like saying any other racial slur. It's just not right. Um, me personally, I've experienced this during playing video games. And I was in this game with people that are homophobic. And they called me a faggot, for one. And I just instantly left because I didn't know how, what to say. 
I've never been called that. And in my mind, I had just had to leave because there was no reaction given to what was happening. Like, it's so hard to do with that. Whether you're young or you're older and you've had time to experience all of these experiences, no matter how much how many times you've experienced these things, calling call, being called a slur, being like people being openly homophobic to you, it doesn't get easier. It still affects mm-hmm. you. Why don't we talk about um, internal homophobia? Internalized homophobia is a thing where people are homophobic to others and to themselves because they can't accept who they really are. Usually people use it in a, as a defense mechanism to say that, no, I'm not this, in reality, when they are. And it's like being closeted. Because they fear, in their minds, they fear that the their friends or people around them are not going to accept them for who they are, which is not the case most of the times. In our generation, people are going to be more educated about the LGBTQ community, even though you're straight, right? And And I'm actually grateful for that. I I grew up in denial of being gay or bi, but I did not use internal homophobia to be in that denial. I just denied the fact that I was bi at first because I didn't I didn't know what my friends would say about me behind my back because there's still people out there talking talking a lot about you behind your backs and you just don't know and you you get very curious and you get very worried to the point where you start overthinking. And that's where I started leading myself to, and I did not like that. And I started going into a cycle. It wasn't that bad, but it came to a point where I was questioning myself. But I guess in 2019, I recognized who I was, and I came out to one of my, a couple of my friends. And before I, <laughs> before I went to my parents, and they, I, they gave me advice, and they told me that you should, you should you know, be yourself. And that's what I did. I listened to them. I told my parents. And they were like, yeah, I'm happy that you are being who you are. Yeah, and sometimes people do use internalized homophobia because it's broadcasted as something that isn't right. A lot of parents are against it. A lot of people are against it in general. And it's just being in fear of that you're going to lose people who are really important to your lives. And in reality, if they do not support who you are, do they, not be friends with they them. They were not friends in the first place. They're not true to you. You should, in the right mind, you should leave them because it's it's not good for your mental health and it's not good for you generally. Like, I've seen parents sometimes be like, you can't know your sexuality till you're an adult, which I think is a whole lot of bull. Because if a person knows who they are, they know. They know. There they is know. no doubt about it. They have thought it through. They have questioned themselves. Like, they've done all of this stuff. They have gone through the phases. And by you saying that you can't express yourself just because you aren't old enough is so whack. Such a big yikes. <laughs> no, it's so whack because it's like, how are you going to tell someone that they can't 
advocate from the for themselves. And there, and that person that says it is not gay or a, any exactly. Any. They're they're the straightest of straight, like cisgender, <laughs> yes, cisgender yes. too. And it's like, how are you gonna speak for this person when you don't even know what you, it's like? Yeah, you don't know what it feels like. You don't know what you didn't go through the motions. You didn't question yourself for how many years, how many months, how many days. Like you didn't go through all of those steps and emotions to just tell someone that they can't be themselves it makes me so angry when people say that like you don't know who you love you don't know who you like because you're a little kid because you're a teenager you're not fully mature what (laughs) what says that though it's so wrong like you don't know what it feels like like especially when it comes from a parental figure yes that's so that's so messed up because telling your child that you can't be who you are it's like i've heard some parents even say like oh you don't know who you are and if you do end up being gay if you do end up being bi and you walk down the aisle with someone of the same gender i'm not i am not gonna accept you and i'm not gonna walk you down that aisle how are you gonna say that that's what like causes people to be more closeted yeah and it's like forced to being straight when you don't when you don't want that. Exactly. It's like then you're gonna wonder for how many years. What if you wonder and you marry someone of the other gender and you're still thinking like what, do I really love someone? Do I really love this gender? Yeah, do I really do I really love this person? And it's like it it sucks for people. It's for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, and you still question that till this day, and you still wonder, what yeah. am I doing with my life? What? What? Why am I thinking this? Why am I questioning myself? Yeah, and it's like, is this right? Is this true to me? And the worst part would be, like, having to... Having kids, yeah. and then breaking up with your partner because you finally found yourself. That's why I think it's so early. I mean, it's so, like, important mm-hmm. For people to figure out themselves and their parents to be accepting when they're young. So down the line, more people don't get hurt. Yeah. For me personally, I'm grateful to have parents that are very accepting. Even though they grew up in such a bad household, I'd say they they really grew up educating themselves, themselves specifically, and knowing what is right and wrong. And I'm, I'm actually grateful that I didn't experience such a bad thing growing up. And But I still fear for other people like me. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful that society is changing to be more accepting. But there's also the fear that you still have to be cautious. Because there are still people who think this way and who are so closed-minded. Yeah, um... <laughs> There's still a thing going on where people say that being gay or being bisexual is such a choice. When in reality, it's really not. Because you wouldn't be gay or you wouldn't be bisexual or you wouldn't be trans or whatever if you you weren't in denial. You, it, it, it's like stages, stages. It goes by stages, denial, and then questioning yourself and then accepting and then telling people who you really are. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. It, it, I, it really, when people say it's a choice, it is not. It's not. You were born like that. Maybe you didn't think it at first, but you were born like that. Like, I've seen this trans woman on on the show called I Am Jazz, and she has been trans 
since she was three years old and been able to express it. And seeing her journey to become the person she really wants to be has been so inspiring. I grew up watching that show. Like, I grew up accepting, even though people around me said it, it was wrong to accept these people. Like, when people express who they really are, you can see the light in them. It's so, it's so inspiring to see that. And as a person that's being gay, or I'm gratefully, or, or like, I, I'm honored to, to help people who are questioning themselves yeah. and give them advices that they need to hear and not what other people think that they shouldn't do, you know, that they should do but shouldn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just like, it's a big honor, you know, like I feel such an inspirational person. And <laughs> to be honest, I don't know, like it's, a, it's still a new thing to me, you know, helping other people. But I will get there and I will educate myself more on, you know, people personally. Yeah, and we're so grateful seeing the society change and seeing things being celebrated, like Pride, mm-hmm. like and Pride Month and having Pride parades. It's still going on. It's, still going it's on. so great that that stuff has been happening. And you know, same-sex marriage being legalized I'm in Canada, you know, for like ten plus years. I'm a gay person. <laughs> like, hey. So it's really exciting to see that stuff. But it is important to talk about the struggles. Because it's not really being shown on news or on, yeah. on Google, you know? If you search it up, it's, there's not a lot of articles talking about LGBTQ. But there are, are articles talking about other things that are yeah. really bad in our society. And I, honestly, I think it still should be talked about, like you said. Yeah. So that's why it was so important for us to talk about this topic. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hi, guys. This is Social Justice Issues, The Experience. I'm Maylene. I go by she and her pronouns. I'm an Asian gay woman. I'm Chanel. I also go by she and her pronouns. And I'm an Asian straight woman. So for this first episode, we're going to be talking about the discrimination against Asians. So we're going to be touching base mainly on East Asians, but we will talk about other Asian communities as well. So what discrimination is to us is hatred and negative acts towards the Asian community or communities in general. It can be something physical or something with words, anything that's just really negative in general. So Shan, what have you seen happen towards the Asian community? So since the start of coronavirus, I've seen that racism towards Asians have been at an all-time high. Whether it's being called slurs or being physically attacked for just being a race and being blamed for causing a whole pandemic has been a main topic. But also, discrimination against Asians has been a topic for many, many years. It hasn't really been touched upon until recently. But it has been happening, whether it's your eyes being pulled back to a certain shape or just saying, like, you eat dogs or you eat cats and basically just hating against their culture. Because, you know, we do eat animals as well. Yeah, it became a history, but now it became a stereotype. Yeah, exactly. Like, people are making fun of our culture and Mainly, well, not really our culture as Filipinos, but other Asian cultures, which is still an important topic to talk about. 
And what have you seen, May? I would say I'd seen the same, to be honest with you, and like how Asian companies have been going out of business and how people have been judgment- judgmental. So, um, to be honest with you, I feel hurt being being called like chinked or like being assumed as another race because of what my eye shape is like. Yeah, and the generalization that Asians all look the same, it's really hard on us growing up with such a strong culture and being proud of that said culture. We're brought up to respect everyone, especially our own. And we just have to make an alliance with each other, with all the other Asians in our communities to, you know, stand by each other. Because as kids, we're grown up thinking that discrimination against Asians is okay, like it's normal. Even with Indians, people make fun of their accents, people like... They mock people. Yeah. And they also talk about like how all all Indians are taxi drivers and all of that, Mm -hmm. which is just not true. They can be something else Mm -hmm. that they want to. It's just the education that is given to them too. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not a real strong education. I would say for the Philippines too, our government is really, really corrupted. And that really leads to families going in poverty and not providing for a family. And kids have to work. And it's, it's really sad seeing that. But I'm also grateful as an Asian that I'm being provided as, with a home and food. So, yeah. Like, as a Filipino woman, we're not really shown in the media accurately. We're shown, like, these models in, um, in Miss Universe, which is not really how most Filipino women are. We're sure we don't, like, we're not built like that. Our faces aren't built like that. We, some of us can't pronunciate that well. It's, it's a topic that needs to be expanded upon. Usually if documentaries are made on the Asian communities, which are like some of the third world countries, it's mainly about how we're so much in poverty, like how much poverty there is in the, in the country. And there's so much more to our culture that no one really talks about. Like personally, as an Asian woman, I've experienced so much hatred and so many slurs brought to me in all the 15 years of my life since I was in elementary school. There have been people saying like, I eat dogs and how I just like, I, I'm just like so much disrespect, honestly. People imitating my accent, people hating on me just because I'm Filipino, even though I went to a, like mostly Filipino school. Um, I didn't really experience that much. I grew up in a great community, but I would also say I've mentioned the fact that how we are being called or assumed of a different race. Yeah, I've been called Chinese because of the way my eyes look. And there is a trend, too, called the Firefox trend. Yeah, the fox eye trend. It's... (laughs) The fox eye trend has been really popular on the media, And the Asian community really got, like, angry about it because it's so disrespectful. Thinking about how we had to deal with all of that racism since we were children and how it was normalized, it makes us so angry and so many people don't take it seriously. Like, our eyes are nothing to be mocked. They're nothing to be copied. And it's, like, it's just really sad to see all of that happen. Like, 
as kids, we're taught that our culture isn't normal. I would be scared to bring my cultured food to school because some kid would be like, oh, that smells. Oh, that looks gross. And it's so, and it makes me so angry because it's so disrespectful. My people have created that food. They made those recipes and they're they're good ones too, might I add. They have so many flavors and it's, it's all over the world. And people just love to hate it. But they also eat it and consume it mm. without respecting the culture. And I just think it's disgusting how that happens. Yeah, I would say the same, to be honest with you. Um, it's just like, imagine if that was vice, like, switched, the positions were switched. Imagine the way you would react. It would be the same reaction. Exactly. Yet you, yet you like, think we're overreacting because you you say our food smells like this and it looks like this i don't i don't i don't like that you know and it's i feel like it, it hurts me and it makes me regret being who i who i am as an asian person but i shouldn't feel like feel like that it makes me want to change who i am yeah. constantly i constantly want my skin to be lighter i want to have blonde hair blue eyes i want to fit society's standard because A lot of the time, Asians aren't broadcasted in the media. And if they are, sometimes it's very, like, stereotypical. Oh, I'm good at math. Oh, ching chong, ling long. Like, that's... (laughs) That's so disrespectful. The way we're broadcasted is is not who we are. Like, there's so much more to us, especially the Asian community. We are so talented. And... The countries like China are so developed. They're more developed than like America and Canada. And the fact that it's not, it's not appreciated is so aggravating. Um, Yeah. Like imagine you use this tools that are created in a different country, like China. They, we, they create t-shirts and and stuff and yet they are racist towards them. It's, It's, it's terrible. There's, like, no respect that's going towards us. We put in this hard work to design these things, to code all of these stuff for the con- technologies, and still we're not appreciated for this yeah. stuff. So, it's just the way we are shown in the media, if we are shown, is just not right. It's not. It's, like... This is the not even society. Sorry, social media is showing the wrong things, and we we really can't do anything about it as much as reporting and being like, oh, this person is posting something that's not right and should you should take it down. But yeah, some most people, times they don't do that and they don't listen. Whenever we do advocate for ourselves and we do stand up for our own community after so many years of being silent, we get hatred for it. We get hatred for standing up for our own culture, for our own people, just because we want the same rights as people who fit into the normal society standards would. Mm. We want equality. We want respect. We want all of this stuff that people who fit into the society standards can get. It's not fair that just because we look different, we act different, we have a different culture, means that we don't get respect and we don't get the same rights as you guys in the in the standard like you know white tall 
blonde, skinny, like all of that stuff. I also think that racism grows in a family. Like, like kids are being taught to yeah. be that way. They're, uh, and I don't think they, their parents themselves expand the child's mind to, you know. Respect. Yeah, I've had some parents tell their kids to not hang out with me because I'm Asian. And that's so messed up. Imagine a kid, five years old, being told that you can't hang out with this person because they're not the same as us. That's teaching them from the start that it's okay to discriminate. And it's it's apparently normalized in, in, in families. It's, like, it's fine. Like, they'll just let it be. And then that just keeps growing and growing in, within the next generations. And as much as we want to change the world and having equality for ourselves and for other communities it's not going to happen because race, race racism is still there you know like we want to change the standard of racism towards asians we want to change that the fact that it's normalized we want change we want it to we want our culture to be respected we want to have rights we want to have the same opportunities as others so that's what this podcast was about. We're advocating our ideas and our opin- opinions in hopes that some of you guys will listen yeah. and think the same. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Chanel. And I'm Aileen. And that was Social Justice Issues, The Experience. Thank you.